So Shovel Race, your pilgrimage guide, and welcome to the Perusia podcast. Every week on a Wednesday, we have a full-length interview uh, with a, a special guest. And because we are in the middle of the Rosary Pilgrimage, we've dedicated every show leading up to the Feast of the Holy Rosary to the Rosary Pilgrimage. Today is the second last uh, podcast of the Pilgrimage. So next week, we'll finish on Wednesday, the Feast of the Holy Rosary. We'll have Chris Check, the president of Catholic Answers, on to finish up there. But today, I'm excited to introduce to you the co-founder of Hello, the Hello app. And yes, you may have thinking, Hello, where's that word come from? If you've ever prayed the Our Father, you know, hallowed be thy name. Very important word. And so let's talk to the co-founder of that, Alessandro, who joins me from Chicago right now. Hello, Alessandro. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Charbel. So uh, such a pleasure to be with all of you today. Uh, doing amazing work, uh, the Hello app. I first discovered it uh, earlier this year and um, I think it was uh, our friend Jason Ebbett promoting it. Um, and I, I, I got on, signed up, and I just thought, wow, what a brilliant idea. This app is just, uh, where has it been all my life? It's just very simple to use, and it has quite a few prayers and, and meditations and, um, and even the rosaries in there, which is, which is good for us right now. Um, and, and you're adding so many more features to it. So um, how long have you, I guess, been, well, how long has Hello been around? Yeah, so we actually launched in December of 2018, so about a year, uh, 18 months-ish, uh, 19 months, uh, and uh, I've been super blessed, just hit about two and a half million prayers prayed in over 150 countries, so we've been wow. extremely blessed in a, in a very short amount of time. Praise be to God, that is, that is amazing, um, and there's a, there's a bit of a team behind it, now you've co-founded it, so the other co-founder, if you can uh, remind us, is that Alex, am I right? Yeah, so there are actually three of us. Three. Um, so, so Alex Jones is, uh, is our CEO and co-founder number one. Eric Karakis is our CTO. So we do all of our technology in-house as well. Okay. Uh, second co-founder, and then I'm our head of growth. So I do all of our kind of get the word out type stuff. Oh, fantastic. Oh, that's great to know. I guess we, we've got, uh, this is our second uh, pilgrimage, if you like. So the first one was Pentecost pilgrimage, and we had Alex uh, uh, feature there. And now this is the second one. We've got you, so we know what the third one we have to we have to get the third co-founder. <laughs> well, we'll let Eric know for sure. That's right. Um, now, I thought uh, maybe what we could do is uh, maybe mention to all the pilgrims right now and reinforce. They would have noticed at the bottom of every single video we had this little text talking about this app, Hello app, and people can sign up. Um, maybe we should just say that now so people can go and make sure that they're uh, looking and then i want to get to know you a little bit and a bit about your story and then and then a bit about the 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 hello story uh so just very quickly uh people can sign up for a free trial um yep. to this hello app um how much is it to what's the usual plan and then what what do you get for free what do you get for the paid version and there is a special deal for the pilgrims uh exactly. who are on pilgrimage Exactly. Yep. So the app is free to download and there's permanently free content you can use forever for free. Uh, it's updated uh, every day. And so there, there are different sections within the app, which we can get into. Uh, some are kind of daily prayers, like your daily rosary, daily examine, daily Lectio Divina on the daily gospel, um, an intro to prayer challenge, guest sessions. You know, about between probably 30 and 40 percent of the content is permanently free. And that includes things that are updated every day, like the daily gospel, the rosary based on the mysteries of the day. Uh, there's also an upgraded premium version, which uh, has a fee associated with it, which unlocks kind of the rest of the content, which we can talk about what that includes. But it's 
uh, a little bit more theological content, uh, more thematic content, sleep content. We can get into that. But the, the annual subscription price is uh, 60 uh, USD a year if you pay an annual subscription, so the equivalent of $5 a month. Or if you want to pay month to month, it's $9 uh, per month. We don't sell any ads and we don't sell any user data. So all of uh, that subscription is how we support the team on an ongoing basis. Uh, there's usually a 14-day free trial to try everything out and see if you would like to stick to the free version or upgrade to the paid version. Uh, as part of the pilgrimage here, we've extended a 30-day free trial uh, to all the pilgrims um, by signing up at the link, howl.com uh, slash rosary pilgrimage, which I know we're sharing everywhere. Yes. And uh, that'll give you a full 30 days uh, to check out all of the content and see if you would like to stick to the premium version and support the app um, or just the free version. Fantastic. I highly encourage everybody right now, if you can, download the app right now. It's for free. And and look, sign up for the trial. At least you get to see what, what's there. And look, for $60 a year, I mean, I, I just, I mean, do I need to convince you to have all of the content that you get um, is, is, is fantastic. And we you are joined with hundreds of thousands around the world. So let's, let's talk a bit about how many now have signed up around the world? 150 countries uh, and how many? 350,000 uh, we just had recently, yeah. Wow. Wow. So look at that. I mean, let, let's unite in prayer. There's nothing more powerful than us, the body of Christ, uniting in prayer. And uh, what a great initiative that you can unite with everyone on the Hello app and, 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 and pray literally together. So what to do beyond this pilgrimage? Well, there's there's a solid uh, concrete um, project you can be a part of the Hello app. Um, but please take advantage. 30 days free trial to, to really uh, utilize everything there. Now, let's talk more about it. Let's start with yourself, Alessandro. Uh, with a name like that, it, so I thought it was Spanish, but you've confirmed it's actually Italian. So beautiful to know. Uh, but you, were you born in Italy or in, in the States? I was born in the States and grew up in the States. Uh, my mother was born and raised there and came over in, in high school. On my dad's side as well, obviously my last name, also Italian, but a few generations back, uh, had the uh, extreme pleasure of growing up in a large Italian-American family, um, lots of cousins, aunts and uncles, uh, my mom's side ran, um, pizza shops and sub shops in the States nice. on my dad's, uh, kind of construction and real estate. So a very traditional story coming over, uh, dirt poor, working very hard and kind of building a cultural family connection in the community and, and building small businesses, um, which was an awesome environment to, to grow up in. Um, went to Catholic school, uh, grade school, high school, and then ultimately uh, university in the States as well. Um, uh, originally, kind of given the, the business background of my family, started a career in finance, actually, um, uh, on Wall Street in New York City, and then in Chicago, where I now live, uh, before having kind of some transformational life experiences through prayer, which led to kind of the founding uh, of how Wow, let's talk a bit about those transformation experiences. We have to, uh, you got me interested now. Yeah, so the, the founding of Halo really is the story of the development of the team's faith lives. What is now the founding team of Halo started as a group of friends that went to university together and uh, went into different career paths. As I mentioned, I went into finance, others went into consulting, marketing, government service, a few into ministry work, and there's the full spectrum of professional life. And a few years out from school, we were catching up on the, the weekend as friends. And we realized there were kind of really two big sets of issues that we were facing in one form or fashion. My version of the story is I was working in finance seven days a week, 
90 hour work weeks, just really stressed um, and was looking for a little bit of kind of more peace in everyday life. Um, everyone at work and friends had recommended meditation as something to try to kind of deal with that daily stress. Um, viewers might or listeners might be familiar with apps like Headspace or Calm, uh, secular meditation apps that have become popular in recent years. Uh, tried Headspace. Uh, the way I describe that experience is that it was helpful in that it's physiologically a healthy thing to do for a human being to sit still and breathe deeply. Like as a matter of medical principle, if you do that, your heart rate will go down, which is you know good. Um, but quickly, I realized two different things. One. Uh, there's some real spiritual danger of being so inwardly focused without an eye towards Christ in, in meditation, and, and that can lead to challenges. Uh, but, but more practically to me, the more, quote-unquote, peace it was creating in everyday life, the more deeper questions related to purpose, mission, vocation started to come up in that space, and that clearly wasn't addressed by, by Headspace. At the same time, some other group, uh, team members, Alex may have shared his version of the story in the, the last pilgrimage, but uh, was back, was dealing with a crisis of faith and no longer surrounded by the community of, of faith on campus, kind of on his own in city life, and was kind of bouncing between um, Catholicism, atheism, agnosticism. And, you know, he sat down trying to figure it all out and said, you know, well, you are supposed to be able to talk to this guy, uh, meaning God. And uh, <laughs> if I do that and he talks back, then I guess he exists. And if not, he either isn't real or doesn't care, neither of which are super exciting. Uh, and so for two very different reasons, the kind of does God exist and what is my mission in life, uh, came together and called the former rector of ours and said, hey, does the church have any of this meditation stuff? Uh, I'm using air quotes for those that are just listening. Uh, <laughs> and, and he just laughed at us and said, I don't know how many classes you guys slept through, but yeah, we've been doing this for like 2000 years. You know, it's called prayer. It's called contemplative <laughs> prayer, meditative prayer. And so he, he described to us some things to get started, two of which uh, were Lectio Divina, meditating on the scripture, yes, uh, and the examine, looking back on your day, looking for moments of what the Jesuits would call consolation and desolation. And, you know, we can get into the specific experiences, but the first time Alex did Lectio Divina, literally opened the Bible to a random page, it happened to be the Lord's Prayer from the Sermon of the Mount, broke down in tears. Uh, the word that really jumped out at him was hallowed be thy name, hallow, which mm -hmm. is where you know the company's name comes from, uh, and just how we're called to make God's name holy, to, to holy ourselves, to allow him to holy our lives. Uh, and that mission just really took uh, him over. I have a similar story where I was really uh, just stressed at work and been working till 5 a.m. in the morning, uh, 8 a.m. on a Saturday, sat down with a group, what is now the Hallow team, and uh, we're praying together and just had a, you know, really kind of personally revelatory experience through Lectio Divina again. Uh, just, uh, you know, come to me, all you who are burdened, and I will give you rest. Um, and, uh, you know, kind of the rest is history. There are a lot of stories along the way, but it was really that kind of awakening of our personal relationship with God in the meditative prayer that, that put us down this path that later became Hallow. Praise God. Um, it's so interesting to hear both your stories as well. Um, and, and it was it was through that experience of the Catholic tradition of meditation through Scripture that really got you both. Uh, um, and that's uh, that's a, a testimony for, for everyone out there. We do have it under our very nose. Many Catholics may take it for granted. We've we've had Scripture from the very from the very beginning. It was either proclaimed in in the early masses or it was mentioned. The Bible stories were always 
told around the campfire. It was always said at, in liturgy, but now we've had we have this long tradition, and let's tap into it. Uh, you did touch on something that maybe we should just briefly um, uh, clarify. Many people who are doing any secular meditation, uh, it is very common these days, as you know, it's in the hustle and bustle to have a bit of quiet. But you did touch on a very important point. It, there can be a little danger in in inward focusing and not having anything else to focus on. So if it's just this emptiness, um, which, yes, we need to empty ourselves of the world, but there is a void and, and there's a danger. Tell us about what you mean, because we've had a, an interesting show about a month ago talking about the dangers of complete emptiness and not filling it in with God. <laughs> so what, uh, what can we just touch on there? Yeah, absolutely. So I'll start with the good part, which is, we're called to find the peace of silence in our life. Silence mm -hmm. is where we most often encounter the word of God in our lives. And you can go back to the Old Testament for that. In, in 1 Kings chapter 19, God calls Elijah to the mountain. And he says, go up to the mountain, Elijah. I'm obviously paraphrasing. Uh, and you know, the, uh, he goes up top and uh, a, a large tornado goes by. He runs out. It's not God. A big fire goes by. He runs out. It's not God. A big earthquake goes by. He runs out. It's not God. And he sits down and there's a light, depending on the translation you use, whispering wind or quiet silence. Mm. And it's in the quiet silence that we hear the word of God. And so finding that peace and silence in our lives is the, is the good part of, of all meditative uh, approaches. That is what we are called to do. The challenge, the, the metaphor that I often use is uh, sailing from point A to point B as kind of finding your mission in life. You need two things. You need there to not be a hurricane going through, which makes it tough to do anything, but you also need a compass. And so I think the secular meditation approach overly focuses on the calming of the seas, on finding just that silence, but it leaves you really, because meditation and mindfulness is most often grounded in a, in a total attitude of non-judgment, you don't have a compass to orient yourself towards where you're actually trying to go. And so a, it's often a, a, a lack of compass. You can, you know, yeah. uh, use as a metaphor. Without Christ, it's really hard to discern what it, all of the, the inclinations that I'm feeling, the feelings that I'm feeling, it's hard to discern what is right is what is wrong, what is coming from, from a holy place, what is coming from a place of temptation. Uh, and by focusing only inward, we don't have that orientation, that true north on Christ to call you know, what are you calling me towards? And so it can be very confusing when we only focus inward, we turn ourselves away from Christ implicitly uh, without the direction of, of uh, holiness. And we can get into some real, real spiritual trouble that way. I love that you've mentioned that because uh, it is becoming such a common thing now. And uh, it is important that we have a, a compass on Christ and, and we do have a beautiful tradition now, and, and to navigate those feelings you were talking about, which which is now stimulated the next question, I really would love to know. You touched a little bit on, um, I guess, the Ignatius spirituality or, or the Jesuits. Um, there is the famous um, uh, description that St. Ignatius of Loyola talks about consolation and desolation. And the, the, when you're feeling good or when you're gaining those, those consolations in prayer. But then there's also the desolations. But tell us a bit about, you, you did touch on it earlier. Um, those feelings, what happens? How do we identify what's going on when we are meditating? Um, and, and there are actual saints that have mentioned um, what these feelings are. 
Yeah, so I will I will give a big caveat here that I am not the uh, the PhD in systematic theology that, that some <laughs> you know, members of the team are, but the um, the so I think there's a few different ways to think about kind of what are we what is the point of meditation when we think of uh, Catholic prayer, right? Mm-hmm. And and it's it's often surprising if you go to the catechism, the catechism says these are the types of prayer and this is what they're for. There are three types. There's vocal prayer, which we're used to doing. There is meditation, full stop, and there is contemplation. And it's often surprising to see meditation as an explicit form of prayer and how it's different from contemplation. And so the um, so I always like to just use that as a foundation. Very good. Yeah, and so the what is meditation? Uh, I don't have my, my usual quotes up in front of me, but it's, it's the questing after... Uh, what we, the truths of the faith, trying to discern them in our own lives, figuring out what we're being called towards. And so it's, I think, Lectio Divina is the prototypical example there where we take the scripture, something we know to be true, uh, dogmatic beliefs of the faith, uh, and we present them with our lives and we ask, Lord, what are you calling to in this moment? And we are, you know, incarnate as humans. We, we engage all of our emotions in that process all of our senses, our imagination, uh, but we are ultimately asking, Lord, what are you calling me towards? We are discerning what we're being called towards uh, in meditation. Um, that is that is kind of the point, and there are different ways of, of doing that, uh, which we can talk about. Uh, contemplation, I just like drawing a little bit of a distinction there, um, whereas meditation is that active seeking and, and wrestling with what are we being called to towards. Contemplation is a more resting um St. Teresa of Avila describes it as contemplative prayer is nothing more than spending time with him who we know loves us. It's that gaze of faith. Um, those, I'll leverage my Italian roots here, the Dante fans in, in, the, in the Divine Comedy, La Commedia, in Paradiso, the Empyrean vision, right? The, the constant gaze of faith uh, uh, is heaven. Um, and so that's where we, where we coexist, we co-rest with the Lord. Uh, I often use the the marital example here. I'm engaged, being married in 18 days. Oh, congratulations! Uh, we'll pray for that. Thank you. Uh, so I, I claim 50 percent, like get to talk about marriage, uh, although <laughs> I'm not there yet. But it's that those moments where you're together, no one's saying anything, uh, but you're kind of resting in that love with one another, gazing into each other's eyes, just being in co-presence. That's what the contemplative approach to prayer is, whereas meditative is that active seeking. Uh, and wrestling with always grounded on something true. So that I guess a more direct question to your answer, we start with something that we know to be true, uh, scripture, dogma, and then we ask the Lord, what are you revealing to me? Um, and we, we, um, we believe that when we implore the Lord to, to join us in prayer and to reveal himself, that he, that he, that he does do that. Brilliant. Um, thank you for clarifying. And, and we can overlook that. It is in the catechism. It is clearly stated a whole section in the catechism is on prayer and um, it, it's a good reminder for all Catholics. Let's let's reconnect because a lot of our prayer can be vocal, and then out of the vocal prayer could be typically um, petition. Lord, give me this. Lord, give me that. Lord, give me, and it's all about give me, give me, give me. Um, and, and it's sort of one one angle at, at prayer. We're not really listening, or we're not we're not we're not thanking, we're not praising, we're not adoring, we're not doing all those other things. And and then I, I love uh, you reminding me Fulton Sheen. Uh, is famous for saying uh, the three different things. Uh, what is it? Vocal prayer is like going to God by foot. Um, meditative prayer is going to God by horseback, and contemplative prayer is going to God by jet. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and so, it's literally 
if we can get to that contemplative stage, wow. Um, but but it, it helps the other, doesn't it? The meditation helps us uh, understand more and get into that, that uh, space where we can contemplate and really uh, understand. The more we know God, the more we'll love him. The more we love him, the more we want to know him. And Yeah, get into that contemplative exactly. stage. Exactly. Powerful. I managed to pull up two of my favorite quotes on this. So Please this do. is catechism. Uh, so I'll just share it. This is kind of strong language. It often surprises people, but uh, the catechism says, Christians owe it to themselves to develop the desire to meditate regularly, lest they come to resemble the three first kinds of soil in the parable of the sower. Um, you know, that's like the thistle, the sand, right? No, nobody reads that yes. and says, oh, I want to be the thistle. Um, and then, so that's talking about, yeah, and the reason is, um, uh, this is another quote, to the extent that we are humble and faithful, we discover in the meditation the movements that stir the heart and are able to discern them. Meditation engages thought, imagination, emotion, and desire. This mobilization of faculties is necessary in order to deepen our convictions of faith and prompt the conversion of our heart. It's it's the things we struggle with, we wrestle with, that we remember the most, right? And when we're yes. doing problem sets in, in maths or things like that, you know, where, where we struggle, we learn. And that's what the meditative prayer experience is about. And then one last word on contemplation. Please do. Uh, a catechism says, contemplative prayer is the prayer of the child of God, of the forgiven sinner who agrees to welcome the love by which he is loved and who wants to respond to it by loving even more. So that that, that pinnacle, that co-being, that sacrificial love, that's, and, and it really is that hierarchy, as you described, Fulton Sheen, right? You, you start by walking, you get to jog, and then, and then you're, and then you're there. Yeah, absolutely. So good. Um, Lexia Divina, a classic, uh, again, overlooked by many. Um, uh, we have hierarchy of prayer, of course, we can touch on. And liturgy, of course, is we know, is, is the highest form of prayer. I mean, mass, liturgy of the hours, which is an extension of the liturgy, uh, you know, the, the, the divine office. But then you have, um, of course, uh, we forget about Lexia Divina. And Lexia Divina is quite beautifully um, right up there because you are meditating on the scripture, the word of God himself. And we sometimes... We, we think of, uh, we forget that because the rosary is, is what we understand to be the highest sort of um, devotional type of prayer. Um, but it's, it, it's still not the same level as the liturgical prayer or the uh, or Lexia Divina. And so Lexia Divina is something that maybe we, we need to really take a bit more seriously as Catholics. Uh, we have scripture um, drenched in scripture in our daily readings. In our, it, it, I mean, the liturgical calendar is so beautiful. And if we can just do a bit of Lexia Divina every day, wow, <laughs> we're, we're missing out on so much grace there and so much uh, depth. Uh, and, of course, there's all the devotional prayers, which sometimes they take priority over the, the, the higher ones. And um, can you, does the Hallowed app take us through Lexia Divina? So if someone doesn't know how to begin with Lexia Divina, how can we start? Yeah, uh, the good news is it does in a, in a few dozen different ways. So, awesome. Um, yeah, excellent, excellent. Um, so, the if you're totally new to prayer or totally new to contemplative prayer, which we have many people at Hallow that start in that place, or are rediscovering or trying something new for the first time, we have an intro to um, contemplative prayer med uh, and meditation challenge. It's nine days, novena. The first three are Christian meditation, just getting comfortable in the silence, asking for God to join you. The second, Three days, days four, five, and six are the examine, and then days seven, eight, and nine are Lectio Divina, but how to do it for the first time, walking through. And so that's really a great place to get started. 
then if you go over to our dailies, we have Lectio Divina presented every day, updated on the gospel of that day. Uh, and so that's on a, on a daily, you know, for the rest of ever, uh, <laughs> meditating on the scripture. Um, one of the things I always love to point out at Lectio Divina is it can often be very powerful to do in a group, um, mm. either in relationship, in family, in, in a Bible study. You know, we do this all the time uh, with users, with, you know, our team. And it's often really revelatory to see uh, rarely, even in a group of 15 people, more than two people have the same thing stand out to them and the Lord telling them something specific in, on, even on a short two or three verse passage, I, maybe we should mention what Lectio Divina is. So it's, yes. uh, it's, it's taking uh, an excerpt of scripture, collecting yourself, asking the Lord to join you in prayer, and then reading it very slowly, a short excerpt, uh, at multiple times and just seeing what image, what idea, what word sticks out at you, holding that in your mind and then meditating on it, asking the Lord, uh, what is revealing to you, um, uh, what he's communicating to you, and then just contemplating, resting with him, being aware of his presence, thankful for his, his revelation. Um, and it, it's just so beautiful to see, even in a short passage, so many different, the Lord saying so many different things to different people. And I think that w- what that can really drive home is, you know, the Bible is not just a 2,000-year-old book that's stagnant, right? It is a, a the living word in our lives, communicating to us based on our needs at the moment. Uh, and I think that's really a, a powerful message to internalize. Uh, we also have Lectio Divina within uh, a number of other sections of the app. We organize a lot of our content thematically. So okay. for forgiveness, love, hope, uh, patience, and then within each of those themes, we'll have different ways to pray for that virtue on that theme using different techniques, including Lectio Divina as well as others. That's, that's fantastic. That's really good. Uh, and then that's what I'd like to talk about, um, the way you came up with the structure of this app, because it, it is, there, there's some sections, it's just you press play and just, just let it guide you. <laughs> it's so simple. Um, you're really taking out all the complexities. And of course, there's so much in there that you can keep navigating and, and just keep going deeper and deeper. So let's talk about the evolution of, from day one of, of the app story. Let's talk about this hallowed story now. Uh, we've heard the start. How did it develop to where it is today, and and um, how is it being received? So, t- tell us about the early days of development. Yeah. So, as with um, many uh, stories of discernment, it starts with not expecting it. So, uh, so we had these personal conversion experiences in, in prayer. That was still a long way from from launching an app. Uh, one of the kind of crucial experiences, you know. The more we were doing Lectio Divina, the more we were doing the exam in our lives, we started asking ourselves, wouldn't it be awesome if, just for ourselves, there was something where you could just press play in the same way that a secular meditation app would do, but, you know, led you through these authentic Catholic experiences? Because one of the things we didn't like was opening our eyes, reading the, out of the Bible, closing our eyes, opening our eyes, going back and forth. Like, if you could just really focus and zone in, that would be great. So Alex, uh, having a little bit of a coding background, built a super simple version to start, uh, and the, you know, then our friends and family wanted to use it, and then friends of friends heard about it, and so there were about uh, you know one or two hundred people, just friends of friends, using a super simple play pause button, nine sessions that in, basically what is now the intro challenge, um, and we had a friend of a friend, a young woman who was discerning whether or not she was being called to marry her boyfriend of three years, and she said, you know, I heard you did this thing, can can I use it? I'll give you some feedback in exchange. We said, sure, knock yourself out. A couple weeks later, she called and said, I can't believe that this happened. 
but I feel like I finally heard what God is calling me towards. And I think through this app, I found the courage to, to do it. And now we're starting to get worried, right? We're like, Oh boy, you know, what, <laughs> what's, uh, what's going on here? Uh, long story short, she ended up um, breaking up with her boyfriend and committing to religious life as a religious sister. Wow. Um, so I don't know if he, I don't know him personally. Uh, I don't know if he's a big fan of the app, but um, <laughs> Uh, so that kind of hit us in the head. Certainly, we didn't do anything, right? It was God's grace that entered her life. It was her yes that allowed that to manifest. Um, but it hit us in the head of maybe we should be discerning what we're being called to do and whether or not we're being asked to, to make these prayers more accessible to other people. Yeah, very quickly, we realized the answer to that was yes. After some interesting conversations with our loved ones, uh, spouses, boyfriends, girlfriends, parents, ended up quitting our jobs. Uh, to go build Hallow. You just quit um, your job before it's even finished. You just went for it. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. Wow. So everybody on the team has, has different versions of, of that story and, and when they made the jump. But uh, uh, yeah, definitely. That's uh, a big leap of faith. Alex really, really jumped head first. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was pretty nuts. Um, but we, one of the things we get a lot is, you know, are you ever worried? Um, and I've never had any existential fear. I think that's, uh, one of the most powerful things of a life driven by prayer and discernment is that you know what you're, you're doing, what you're supposed to be doing. And when we have mm-hmm. that faith and we root our decisions in discernment, not just in our own personal inward pro-con lists, that, that gives us a lot of, a lot of courage and, and faith to, to continue. So we launched in December of 2018 with relatively bare bones app. We had the daily gospel, the intro challenge, but not much else. Uh, since then, the team has grown from basically five to uh, 11 full-time with additional part-time help. Uh, we've wow. grown to over 600 individual sessions in the app. Uh, we became the number one Catholic app in the U.S. App Store. I'd have to check in the Australian uh, App okay. Store in the UK, but uh, in the U.S., we're the number one Catholic app, over 10,000 one-star reviews. And it's really, you know, our whole vision is we're called to pray without ceasing. You know, that's, that's yes. our scriptural call. And the, the idea is to build a resource to, to help people bring prayer into all of their life experiences. So we often say that our roadmap for the app is as long as the list of potential human experience. Uh, and, and that's really it. how we think about structuring kind of the app. And we can talk about specific features and things. But that's, yeah, let's that's do Well, I mean, great point you just made because many of us think um, there's, prayer is a segment of our life. So typically Sunday Mass, 9 till 10 a.m. every Sunday, I've dedicated myself to God and, and we, many people have made this mistake, you know, trying to encourage other family. Can you not give God one hour a week and just give him one hour a week? And it's as if um, God's there waiting for you um, because you've got a Bundy in because he's trying to collect some sort of payment from you for an hour a week. And he's going to remember you for that hour a week. And that's what's going to get you in heaven. It's, it's a complete opposite. You get to go to mass an hour a week. So take the advantage. And hey, oh, my goodness, you can go every day if you like what a gift and go go get that gift that treasure but prayer shouldn't be just a segment of our life it's actually it's it should permeate through everything and influence everything and i love what you said about discernment uh true freedom will come when we discern what god wants for us and that's where people will experience true freedom very strong about that through prayer we can hear god's voice and this app is going to help us do that and this is this is life-changing so let's talk about the other elements and, and categories you have in this app yeah, so we talked about the dailies. Uh, there's, I think, uh, upwards of, of 10 different approaches now. 
from prayer for spiritual communion, particularly in a, in a COVID world, uh, daily examine spiritual writing, uh, prayers for family throughout the day. Uh, so the dailies are organized by prayer technique, basically. Uh, we then take those techniques and we package them into um, uh, what I described before as the thematic content. We call them playlists, playlists of prayer. Uh, and so uh, accessibility is something we really focus on. We want to meet people where they are, both physically, on their smartphones, right, all the time yes. in their pocket, uh, but also wherever their journey is. And I think often using the language of everyday life can often be a helpful intro to prayer, right? Uh, I don't know about you, but I don't always wake up and think, oh, I need a Lectio Divina right now. But I know what's on my heart, you know, in, in the language of my emotions. And so giving people a way to, to engage with prayer on an, uh, using emotional syntax. So patience, forgiveness, love, making decisions, uh, slash dis discernment, hope, gratitude. And so within each one of those categories, there'll be seven to 15 different sessions using all the different techniques including all the stuff in dailies, as well as things like Taze chant, music, other things. Um, we then have the challenges. So I talked about the intro challenge, the first nine days. Mm -hmm. uh, but there's also other areas of the faith you might be familiar with, but maybe want to dive deeper into. So my favorite example there is the Our Father challenge. It's nine days. Each day is just one line of the prayer. So we say it so often, so quickly, like really taking the time. Day one is just Our Father, meditating on those two words uh, with some direction. Um, we also have, we just launched our first Spanish language content, um, in the app, oh, yeah. uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, started with kind of a bare bones approach, but uh, we'll be expanding that over time. We have minute meditations, uh, throughout the day. You need a quick, you know, one or two, three minute break. Could be the Angelus, could be, um, you know, Jesus, I trust in you, Jesus, I trust in you come Holy spirit could be a Psalm. Uh, I think we have almost 20 different minute meditations, you know, for moments of temptation, things like that. And then we have uh, guest sessions. Uh, so whereas everything else in the app is really focused on, you know, doing prayer, um, the guest sessions are TED Talk, podcast-style talks on specific areas of spirituality or the interior life. It's everybody from bishops and archbishops to high school theology teachers to authors to composers um, talking about one thing that they're an expert in and they're often with partnership with, you know, like an author. And if you want to learn more, go check out the book. Um, yes. we have everything from sacred music to St. Teresa of Avila to St. Augustine to the mass to the ways of pr to pray and things like that. Uh, the last thing I should mention, we have a whole new tab now it's focused on, uh, preparing for sleep. So in today's anxiety, uh, driven world, it's often hard to kind of turn our brains off at night. And we hear a lot about, you know, uh, that being a challenge for many people. And so all of the prayers are geared towards uh, finding rest in the evening. And so there's things like night prayer, things like uh, examines focused on the very end of the day. But there's also Bible sleep stories. So just straight up scripture uh, to, to rest, find rest with the Lord at the end of the day. And we've been blessed with some great partnerships uh, for those sleep stories. You might hear some familiar voices from within the Catholic world, uh, people like Father Mike Schmitz. Oh, yes. Um, people like Jonathan Rumi, the actor that plays Jesus in The Chosen. Absolutely, uh, yes. And a few others, and we'll be launching, uh, we'll be launching more. So um, I think I hit on most of it. The only thing I, uh, I might add, that's all the content types. Uh, we also have the ability to create, um, post-COVID, we built this, the ability to connect with other users and create families of prayer in the app. And so whether you're physically separated uh, for one reason or another, or your Bible study, or want to connect 
more broadly, there are these places separate from our Facebook groups, our group chats, where there's a lot of other chaos going on, where we can bring our intentions, our prayers, and our reflections, just those three things, uh, with groups. Uh, and so that's our community section of the yeah. Oh, wow. That's, that's, that's quite good. Um, so you can connect with a select your Bible study group or your, your parish or, or your yeah, family members and, and have conversation yep. within each other through the app. So you can have as many groups as you want. I think I have four or five, one with my, you know, my, my biological family, the Hallow team, uh, some friends. Um, it's part of the free functionality of the app. So anybody can create groups, join groups. You can also schedule prayers with the groups. You can schedule any of the prayers. So if you wanted to do yeah. a Friday or Saturday rosary, you could schedule it at 8, 8 a.m. in advance, and it will go out to everyone at the same time, uh, all that kind of stuff. That's brilliant. Uh, how exciting. Uh, look, everyone watching this, go to the App Store right now. Just download it. It's for free to download. Check it out and just, just see what it does. Use it. Um, crazy not to download this. It's free. Um, and then, look, 30 days um, trial. You get 30 days. Thanks for being a pilgrim um, as part of this. So click on the links in the comments below. On our homepage, uh, once you go to the landing page of the Rosary Pilgrimage, look for the hallowed uh, or the Hello app logo and that also goes directly to to the um where you can sign up i am i'm also curious and i'll i'll have to uh talk about the rosary aspect to the app being a rosary pilgrimage tell us um how does it work in 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 the rosary in the praying of the meditations and, and the rosary how, tell us i think there's a few different ways you offer through the app how to pray the rosary um can you go through some of those yeah, absolutely. So the um, if you go into the daily section, the, the rosary will be there. That'll that'll rotate the mysteries. Um, Got my phone here. I think I should I should open it too. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So based on the day of the week, um, you know the it'll populate. You know the recommended. These are the mysteries that you should do, and then it'll have um, obviously uh, not obviously, but a few uh, an excerpted uh, meditation depending on the length of the time you choose. So for, I should have mentioned for any one of the sessions in Hallow, other than the minute meditations, there are different time options. So for days where you have five minutes or in the afternoon quickly, you choose five minutes. The, um, the app, mm -hmm. you know, there's a five minute version for the session. There's also, there's usually at least three options for every session. And so usually five, 10 and 15 minutes for most of the, the sessions. Some have longer versions, some have shorter versions. The rosary, there's also three different versions. And so the longer option you choose, uh, kind of more of a bit of a meditation you'll get uh, in the rosary between the decades, obviously. We are getting ready to launch a more kind of contemplative rosary uh, with some extended uh, meditations on the different, um, on the different mysteries. Uh, and we are also about to launch um, a, actually in Spanish first, extended kind of podcast digging into the different mysteries um, of the rosary. So a few different options depending on the different lengths, how much time you want to spend, and then a bit of stuff on the horizon uh, as well. It's uh, one of the – we get a lot of feedback uh, on the rosary. Um, I think people often have a lot of anxiety of, you know, remembering all the prayers or, you know, learning when they grew up but, you know, struggling now. Uh, I think the idea of audio-guided rosary is really exciting for people so that they can just focus on meditating on the mysteries, uh, and Blessed Mother, and focusing on Christ. Uh, as opposed to figuring out, like, did I forget to skip a bead or, you know, what's going on? <laughs> Obviously, we encourage you, if you have beads, to pray along with the beads. It's a great part of the rosary. Um, uh, but also great for, you know, if you're going on a walk or a drive or something like that, 
we have people using the rosary in a lot of uh, different ways. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. Um, up, download the app. I've got it here, and um, very excited to to be using it a lot more. Um, and I've I've enjoyed. I've just um, experimented with the rosary there, and um, very very pleased to to do that. And also the examines are fantastic as well. My kids actually can press play, and, and there's one. There's a short version now. I can let my my little kids. I've got kids between two years old up to 13 uh, year olds, and they all um, examine at night. And uh, thanks to the app, it's made it very accessible. Well, God bless you for the kids. Uh, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. The the one thing I would say to parents, I think there's often some anxiety of, particularly with younger kids around, mm. uh, you know, they're restless during family prayer time. Uh, we have found that even at pretty young ages, you know, down to you know your your kids' ages, five years old. Um, the contemplative approach actually does resonate when you, when you really focus, uh, close your eyes and, and you're doing it with them, you're modeling the behavior. Uh, you know, they are, they really do engage and, and build that relationship with Christ. And, and that is the, the foundation of the domestic church, right? Families that pray together, stay together as, as uh, yes. Father always says. Um, so yeah, I would encourage you don't, don't be afraid to try some of the, you know, even with younger kids, uh, we have background music options. I should have mentioned. So there's, you can oh, yes. have chant in the background, uh, musical tones, church bells, ocean waves. And so a lot of the sound elements can also help younger um, children focus. So you really have taken in consideration the full spectrum of, of the age, uh, the target. Uh, it's not just for adults. Um, it, it's really uh, from as little as you know, a few years old right up until your retirement age. It was, you've really catered for, for everyone in there, haven't you? Yeah, it's actually pretty surprising. So we expected being kind of young professionals uh, that the app would be used by young millennial, uh, maybe now Gen Z users. Um, but we've, if you look at our user data, we don't collect data under 18 years old, obviously for, for legal protection reasons. But if you look at our users between 18 and 35 years old, 35 and 55 and 55 plus, the breakdown is almost even across everyone, 35%, wow. 35%, 30%. And so there's really, you know, we all we all need to pray. We all struggle with our prayer life in different ways. And so we do try and be as um, widespread in our considerations when we're developing things. And um, I think that's come through, thankfully. The, the one thing I always tell people is prayer is nothing more than a relationship with God, right? It's a conversation yes. with God. And just like our individual relationships, our conversations take on different forms depending on context, my language, my tone, with you all today in this context is different than my fiance over dinner is different than with my mom on the phone, right? There's communication works in different ways in different contexts. And so to not be discouraged if one form of prayer in, in one season of your life, you know, isn't working or it feels like you're talking to a wall, try different things, right? There, there are, we, I often talk about prayer as, as ice cream, right? The, <laughs> a lot of different flavors. Sometimes you're in the mood for one thing. You got to try you know, different things. You're in the mood for different approaches at different times. Um, but, you know, try things out. Don't be discouraged if, if one thing doesn't work. Prayer is not a monolithic single type of experience. Uh, there's different things you should you should go back and forth with and try out and, and see what works for you. Love it. Um, absolutely love it. You know what? I feel uh, I'm just going to say it. I think um, you've really opened up an area that, that all Catholics need to take seriously and um, we tend to focus uh, as a church, and I say, I've said this in the past to people, the mass is definitely priority, get it done. But sometimes we throw all our eggs in that one basket and we, we start with the mass 
and we don't take people on a journey, prepare them for the mass. And so sometimes we throw them in mass and hopefully the sacrament will do its thing. But uh, they don't know what, what's the, they're not appreciating what's going on. Then we might talk about, here, here's your rosary, grab your rosary beads, start praying and we start rattling off our Father's Hamas and we're just, okay, we're just not connecting, not feeling it. So people's uh, Catholic experience could be, grew up at mass on Sunday, didn't know what was going on. We were forced to sit there and pray the rosary, didn't, didn't really enjoy it. And they don't have the wide spectrum of the prayer life. Um, wow, have that connection with God. And yes, if you're not praying, if you're not in the habit of praying, yet start with vocal prayer, start with something small. Start with the, I love St. Maria's quote, just start with saying, Lord, I don't know how to pray. You've already begun. <laughs> um, so just anything. But what separates this app from, from many other initiatives is it's now guiding you into going deeper and deeper and deeper uh, through meditation and contemplation. I love that. And you've also got little um, bits of uh, uh, these talks that help you go deeper in, in your prayer life. It's just fostering that. If we can turn to our prayer and deepen our relationship with God, I think we can change the world um, if we all connect uh, with our Lord. That's all our Lord's just asking for. So I just want to congratulate you on this initiative, on this powerful tool. And what I want to say is I think we, we need to talk. I, I'd like to see we've done a rosary pilgrimage, but you see, I, I think you know what's next, right? I mean, we've done a rosary pilgrimage, done a Pentecost pilgrimage. There needs to be some sort of meditative type hallowed app event to guide people through. And I think if you haven't thought of it already, you need to have some sort of virtual guide that people can journey with to really get get as much out of it as possible. And I think uh, you've got a lot there going on that, that could really help people. We really appreciate it. And we'll, uh, let's talk. You guys are yeah. reacting. So, yeah. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Beautiful. Um, Final words, uh, just uh, a bit of encouragement to the pilgrims. We are in the final stretch, the home stretch, one week to go. Uh, we finish on the Feast of the Holy Rosary on October 7. Uh, any final tips? The rosary um, is a very powerful prayer. Uh, from your own words, what do you recommend people, I guess, do in these last days of the pilgrimage and how to best sort of finish strongly? Yeah, I would say that the thing that often trips me up is not – committing specific time to prayer. I think if we kind of just like a diet or going to the gym, you know, we can get in a, you know, it can be tough to keep going. Um, but what helps me is to say, look, I'm not getting out of bed in the morning until I say my first prayer setting non-negotiable mm -hmm. time and or before bed or at lunch. But when I get up and I wait till the morning and I'm running late and I say, Oh, you know, I'm in a hurry. I'll wait till later. And then later becomes evening and then evening becomes I'm tired. And then I'm tired means the next morning, um, just, just commit and make it non-negotiable, uh, 100% of the days where I follow through. And even if it's a five minute prayer, even if it's a five second prayer, uh, the days where we pray, we receive grace and we commit to it. So I would just challenge everyone to just, just pick a time. If it's helpful for you, I often add a five or 10 minute block on my calendar, which is how I live my life on my Google calendar or whatever you <laughs> used gives me the excuse. I've got the time. Uh, do it, but but plan in advance, and uh, the Lord is there waiting with you with outstretched arms. Beautiful. Beautifully said. Uh, love it. Um, we can make appointments with, uh, we have meetings all the time throughout our day. Um, why not set up a formal meeting with the most important person, <laughs> our creator? And uh, absolutely love it. Love it. Um, great tip. Well, we, we I want to thank you for joining us today. Um, uh, learned so much just about yourself and about the, the, the Hello story. Just again, uh, the special offer for all the pilgrims now, uh, just a reminder, 
you normally have a 14-day trial, but we're extending that for the pilgrims uh, during this, this pilgrimage. If they download the app, they can actually get a 30-day uh, free trial of all the features. Absolutely, and there's a permanently free version after that. If you if you just like the free stuff or you don't want to go down the paid route, you can certainly do that, and we'd love to have you in that way as well. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. Well, thank you again. Um, guys, make sure you do it. Uh, download that app and uh, go to our landing page, all the information. Every single video we have in the comments, uh, you'll you just scroll down and you'll see in the comment section about the Hallowed app, the link's right there. So take full advantage of that. Um, fantastic. Well, you're in our prayers, Alessandro. Thank you very much. Um, can we close just with a maybe a short prayer or if I can invite you just to close off for us? Absolutely. As we, Absolutely. I'll close with, we actually have a, a hallow prayer, which, uh, which I'd love to share with everyone. So beautiful, beautiful in the name of the father and of the son and of the Holy spirit. Amen. Dear Lord, thank you for being with me always help me quiet my mind and heart so that I can hear your voice and follow your will. Extend your grace into the busyness of my life so that I may learn to be still and notice your presence. I pray for the courage to come to you to share my burdens, and to listen to your voice. Help me trust in you so that you can hallow my life. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you very, very much. And uh, thank you, everybody. Uh, please pray for this man and, and the great work he's doing and the whole apostolate there at Hallow. 